You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sobriety with me, Ari Eastman. That's the name of the host of this podcast. That's me, Ari Eastman. Sobriety. Pour yourself a cup and sit down with me. <sighs> well, here we are. Here we are again. And um, <laughs> I thought I thought I would start the podcast by sharing this story. I don't think I said it on the podcast because it happened pretty recently. And I, I did share it on my Instagram story. So you may be hearing it twice. But it uh, was a moment that did fill me with some kind of brief shame and embarrassment and today's episode I'm going to talk a little bit about guilt and shame and sort of the differences and kind of what that looks like but um (laughs) so listen your girl loves to order delivery do I own property you know am I a homeowner no am I the owner of um a delivered taco frequently yes yes I am And we all have different things that bring us joy. For some, it may be building assets. For me, it is, you know, not cooking and having someone directly hand me, well, not actually hand me, leave at my doorstep a food that has been prepared by another person. Okay? We're all out here living different lives. So I order delivery. I order like Postmates, Grubhub, whatever, pretty frequently. Um, And it was one of the days where I did that I ordered food and for anyone who like you know you order delivery or whatever it's pretty common now for people to place the food outside your door I mean this I feel like COVID really helped us kind of streamline not having to actually interact with the person (laughs) and for those of us who are like in our feral gremlin state where we haven't showered in a couple days and we're just waiting for someone to drop off the food and you know we don't really want to we don't want another human being to see us in that state. It's great, you know? Leave it at the door. I'll come when I'm ready. Just leave it there. So that's why I feel like probably most people do that. That is that that's their kind of preferred delivery process. But sometimes you open the door like a minute too early. You, you know, you you're you, you look at the little tracking thing and maybe it's just a little bit off or whatever. You're just, you open the door and someone's there and you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, And it's like always a little bit alarming when you open the door and you usually surprise them. They surprise you. You're both like, oh, hi. <laughs> and then you grab your food and return to your your feral state. Um, and, you know, it's like Gollum or whatever. I don't know. I actually, I don't know why I tried to reference the Lord of the Rings. I watched, I tried to watch it or I did watch it maybe with my first boyfriend when I was 16 and I was so, so bored. So bored. I remember being like, is this five hours long? Is, is the dick good enough? Um, I did have, you know, sorry mom, I did have a great sexual, first sexual relationship when I was uh, my first boyfriend. Like, I had a great, I had a great experience in that, in that arena. Uh, how do we get here? Anyway, so this night I'm ordering myself some dinner and normally I'm kind of like ch- checking the tracking and kind of like, you know, kind of like obsessively watching, you know, oh, what street are they driving on? But I I can't remember. I was like 
I was, oh, you know what I was doing? <laughs> I was doing like a dance workout. I was doing like a YouTube dance workout, which I've been doing lately because um, it's like, I always forget and it's really annoying. It's really, really annoying how true it is when people are like, if you move your body, you will feel better. And you're like, shut the fuck up, you idiot. No, I won't. And then you move your body and you kind of feel better. And it's so annoying. And you're like, oh, God damn it. All those people telling me to like just go for a walk or work out a little bit more. Motherfuckers are a little bit right. Not all the way right, but a little bit. So I'm doing my, you know, 20 minute dance routine to a Missy Elliott compilation, you know, sweating and moving and grooving. And um, when I first placed my like dinner order or whatever I kind of looked at it and it doesn't immediately show you who like the driver is or it just just like oh estimate 20 minutes or whatever it is so I kind of in my head was like okay I can do this workout and then probably by the time I'm finished with this then the food will be here so I didn't actually check my phone I just like opened the door to see if it had been dropped off yet And I had one of those moments where you open the door as someone is setting the food down. And, you know, like I said, it kind of scares you. You're you're like, oh, oh." and then I see the guy. And all of a sudden, my brain, my brain like flashes, flashes to these moments in a bar. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I I drunkenly hooked up with this man. I drunkenly hooked up with this man. This is this is like like uh, someone that I had an interaction with while I was still, you know, balls deep in my addiction. And he sees me, and I can't really like. It kind of felt like we had like recognition of each other, but like kind of, sort of, it's sort of hard to clock. And my brain just shut down. I see him, and I said, as I'm picking up my food, like, whoopsie, it's you whoopsie it's you whoopsie it's you and again I don't really know how much recognition there was like I mean I'm telling you like I also only have bits and pieces of memories of this guy just enough to know that like we were like making out at a bar and I'm like 80% sure we went back to his apartment um you know, fun little drunken trauma, processing things you did sexually that you weren't really in your body for. Anyway, he and I were both drunk, so, you know, whatever. It is what it is. Um, so I couldn't quite tell how much recognition there was because he was kind of like, ah, oh, hey. But maybe you would just say, ha, ha, hey, if you open the door to some sweaty girl who said, whoopsie it's you I grab my food go back inside slam the door shut I lock the doors I don't look myself in the eye in the mirror for the rest of the night um no but by the way it it doesn't end there because then a couple hours later I decided to order some frozen yogurt because yes I will have frozen yogurt delivered to me again homeowner no $12 frozen yogurt Yes. This time I did not open the door, but when I checked my app, I saw that it was him again. So this motherfucker was like, oh shit, I got the whoopsie, whoopsie girl again. 
who's now ordering frozen yogurt. So that's embarrassing. And, um, you know, it made me, <laughs> it was, I mean, I found it funny, like after it happened, because I was like, oh, this is a ridiculous thing that just happened. But I did, I did in the moment feel like flooded with shame. And shame is such a difficult thing, I think, to process. Like even when there's like funny, there's funny moments in shame too, I think, you know, like that's a ridiculous situation that happened and so many painful shameful things that feel dirty I also think are like just filled with filled with comedy you know I think people talk a lot about shame in recovery and in addiction and in life too I feel like more so I've seen people talking about like unlearning shame and I feel like you know you see TikToks about people talking about letting go of shame and living life with without shame and and all this stuff and I think that shame shame and guilt are two they're actually two distinctly different emotions with um like different definitions that sometimes can get confusing so from my understanding shame is more about you as a person like shame is I am fundamentally bad I'm a bad person that's why I think a lot of people will talk about shame um, in relation to religious trauma or something that happened in childhood like it's it's something that it feels like a, a part of your identity like I am inherently bad and that's shame and that that differs from guilt because guilt is a feeling that most of us feel. I mean, I, maybe if you, you know, there's certain, uh, like, I feel like maybe is it psychopaths or sociopaths who don't really feel guilt. Um, but majority of people feel guilt when they do something bad or do something that um, bad. And you know what? Bad is kind of a bad is. Bad is a gray area word because it's like, what is bad, right? Like something that hurts another person maybe is a better way to put it. Like guilt, you know, if you hurt somebody's feelings or you, you know, you your actions result in something that hurts another person. That's something that you have guilt over. And you should have guilt when you hurt people because, you know, guilt, guilt exists for a reason. It's, it's, uh, it can be a productive feeling that encourages us to do better and to change. You know, if you are, um, if you are struggling with, you know, substances, drugs, alcohol, and you, you know, God forbid, get in the car and you cause a car accident, you know, you didn't do that maliciously. I mean, some could argue that you did because you got in the car, but like your intent was not to hurt somebody. But if you end up hurting somebody, of course, you are going to feel guilt from that. And you should feel guilt from that, right? Like, I mean, that's a, I mean, terrible. I'm, I'm constantly so grateful that, that my actions, like, they resulted in maybe hurting people emotionally, but I never, you know, physically caused harm to anybody. And there were times I was in a car that I probably shouldn't have been in a car. Like, I never... I was never like super drunk driving, but I was, I'm sure I did some over the line driving that I shouldn't have done. So, you know, if, if in this hypothetical situation, you, 
you drunk drive, you cause an accident, um, somebody is hurt. The guilt from that could be a motivator, an impetus to to change your life, to go to rehab, to start your recovery, to get sober, to never, ever put other people in danger in that way. So in, in that way, guilt can be good because it can motivate you to change. I know I experience um, a lot of guilt I experienced a lot of guilt. I think I've let a lot of it go and I've made peace um, as much as I can. And I've, you know, I even had a sit down with a friend and, you know, I apologized. And, you know, even though the friendship didn't like move forward and it's like, of course, there are things that that are broken that can, you know, sometimes never be repaired. It's like I still I still felt like I kind of let go of a lot of the guilt that I had for um not being a good friend, because that was something that I think I've talked about in episodes. But, you know, drunk me was was impulsive and jealous and sometimes like just mean and emotional and all kinds of things. Right. And it's hard too because there's so many things and conversations and things I have said to people that I don't remember, you know, and I don't remember doing it. I don't remember saying it. Um, but, you know, but but the feeling, right, of knowing that I was not always kind to people, that I was a bad friend, that I wasn't there for people, that I lied to people, that I uh lied and manipulated situations because it would, you know, better suit my addiction and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? Like I was a bad friend to a lot of people and I let a lot of people down and I, one of the things like, and by the way, there are things about me as a friend and being a bad friend that existed even before addiction and everything set in and then that just made them 10 times worse and there are still things like I can be kind of flaky um you know I'm not always good at like keeping up with people and you know there's there's stuff for sure that I still deal with and struggle with I can be selfish but the guilt from knowing that I had hurt friends and hurt people that I cared about and that I hadn't been a good friend and that I hadn't shown up for people and that I had lied to so many people that I loved that was for me especially getting sober like that was and does always remain something that like I don't ever want to be like that again and so it you know pushes me to I mean yes being sober just automatically makes it easier for me to like not lie to people and to show up when I say I'm gonna show up but it's still the guilt of knowing that I had behaved in that way and been a bad friend it does still serve me sometimes You know, like if I let's say, I don't know, I have a day where I'm like, man, I don't want to do this thing or I'm tired and, you know, and I'm feeling like, I don't know, kind of like selfish. It's like, no, I have to show up for someone because I said I was going to show up and I didn't show up for years. There were so many moments when I didn't show up and now I have the opportunity to do that and to keep strong friendships and to be someone that others can count on and rely on and I don't take that for granted so it's like that's an that's a moment where the guilt has served me well in changing my behaviors but 
you know, if I held on to shame around that, that would be a different story because shame would be me saying, you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm bad. I'm just a bad person. I'm a bad friend. I'm, I'm bad, you know, and that's not really productive. Like, cause that just also allows you to sit in like this sort of like, ugh, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm terrible. And, and it's almost similar to like, I think it's something that people with addiction can struggle with because when you're in that shame, you're sort of like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. So I just may as well just keep being a degenerate. And it's like you're giving yourself permission because you're like, well, I'm a fucked up piece of shit anyway. So I do fucked up piece of shit things. And again, not productive. I found this from an article on psychology today. I thought this was a good kind of uh, differentiator between the two. It says, Guilt involves the awareness of having done something wrong. It arises from one's actions. Shame is the painful feeling about how one appears to others and to oneself. Um, And that's interesting because I do think there's like an element of like self-consciousness that comes with shame of like, oh, well, other people probably think I'm a loser and I am a loser and, you know, and uh, well, I did the, I do bad things, you know, I felt like that a lot when I was really, really deep in addiction. I was like, I'm a fucking loser. And like, you know, I'm just like, I suck and blah, 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 which is sad because I never really felt that way about myself until drinking got out of hand. I have, I mean, like everybody else, I have my, my flaws and my weaknesses, but I never really felt shame about who I was. Even even though I was like afraid of everything under the sun, my anxiety was terrible, I had all this stuff, especially as a kid and a teenager, I never felt shame about who I was fundamentally. And there were a lot of things about myself that I liked, that I thought I had, that I inherently had, that I thought were special and, you know, made me, made me a person like, it, it's kind of like, so... Lately, I have been feeling pretty like confident and it's weird because I I feel like I went through a period of feeling kind of like, I don't know, I went through a little bit of an insecurity last year and then more recently, I've just sort of felt like socially confident and even though it's like, listen, I'm not like the life of the party, I don't walk in and I'm not like the extroverted person that like everyone falls in love with, but I sort of like... I had this such a small moment, but I was interacting with someone in a store and I left and I thought that was such just lovely, nice interaction. And I'm just like so confident with being able to ask people questions. And it was weird. I was like, I was like, I've had this narrative that I'm socially anxious for so long. And I do, I do get anxious before going into situations. But then once I'm actually in the social situation, I'm actually usually pretty good. And, you know, I like talking to people and you know I feel comfortable navigating social situations it's for me it's always the pre-anxiety of going anywhere which again that's like it's imagining things it's imagining scenarios that are going to happen like that's you know it's what anxiety is it's imagining things that haven't happened and um, I was just thinking like wow I feel really confident and I feel confident in a way that feels like healthy because I don't feel I don't feel like delusional it was this it was this weird thing where I was walking around and I was thinking like you know, like, I have a lot of things going for me. I'm smart. I'm charming. Like, I can be, I'm funny. And I thought, like, you know, it's, 
I can have good interactions with people that I feel like I walk away feeling good. They walk away feeling good. But it's not delusional in that I'm not walking around thinking like, wow, I'm literally the hottest piece of shit on planet Earth. Like everyone falls in love with me. I'm so hot. I'm so, you know, it's not like that. It was just like, I feel good in my own skin. And which is a great great feeling. And it's one that like, I feel like we should all, that's the goal, right? The goal is not to think you are the best. The goal is to think like, I like who I am and I'm confident with who I am. I don't think I'm like literally better than everybody else. Because that's usually when people feel that way, they're actually insecure. But yeah, I don't know. It was this weird moment where I was like, wow, I'm really not carrying any shame in a way. In, or I've let go a lot of the shame, right, that I accumulated through drinking. And I feel like I'm in some ways back to childhood me where I was like, yeah, this is me. Why would I be anything else? Like, this is who I am. Um, but then even better because I feel more confident and I feel like, I have used those instances of guilt to improve and be better and, and, you know, try to address things that I don't do perfectly and try to do them better. Not perfect, but better. And yeah, I don't know. It's just this, uh, it's this kind of like peaceful feeling I've had recently, which is nice. So anyway, that's my little spiel um, on shame and guilt. It's hard though, right? And, you know, I'm someone, I don't come from religious trauma um, I didn't grow up, like, I was very lucky in that, and I, I, I actually sometimes feel guilty, or do I feel shame? Do I feel guilt, or do I feel shame? What would the word be? Where sometimes I'm like, wow, like, how did I become, like, an alcoholic when I didn't, I had a good childhood, like, I really loving parents, good self-esteem, I didn't have religious trauma, I didn't have sexual trauma, and I just kept thinking, you know, I, and I have those moments where I'd be like, why? why? Like, why did, it, why, why did I develop an addiction? And then that's one of those things where you go, guess what? Genetics play a part. You know, uh, learned, you know, a, I was drinking and then you just kind of keep doing it and these learned neural pathways. And that's when it becomes like, hey, how people become addicted to things is it's not so black and white right it's not always you had a bad childhood it's not always you suffered from abuse it's a lot of things and a lot of times it's a perfect storm um so anyway um yeah but that's just a what I was thinking about (sighs) also I think a good practice if you're wondering like how to identify shame and guilt and like guilt I feel like can be actionable like, oh, um, I don't know, this is a dumb excuse, but maybe you feel guilty because you're always late to something and it makes the people you're meeting up with, it, you know, it feels like disrespectful to them or, you know, I don't know, whatever. And you're like, man, I feel guilty that I'm always late, you know? Well, you could use that to be like, all right, I know that this is something I struggle with. I want to get better at it. I'm going to like set an alarm 20 minutes before I have to get ready or whatever. Like something that you can kind of put into action to try to change. Um, And then something like shame is so much deeper. And that's something that like, I don't know. I don't know how you get rid of shame. I don't know how you let that go. I mean, therapy, learning to love yourself. I mean, can you imagine? I'm just like, just learn to love yourself, bitch. That's it. Like, that is a lot harder. I don't know how to really 
I don't know the actionable items for that other than like maybe like seeking out professional help. <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, definitely not from listening to this podcast, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that those the, that's a good differentiator between the two and like what to think about when you're like, oh, is this feeling serving me? Because I do think guilt can help you. Um, but feeling just like fundamentally bad, that's not helpful. And um, you're worth and, you know, you deserve to you deserve to also have space to change and become better. And when you're filled with shame, you sort of don't allow yourself that space. So I think it's, you know, it's it, like I said, not productive. Anyway, that's about it. That's all we got here today, baby. Um, just a reminder, next week there's not an episode. Um, switching to every other, no, every other week. No, sorry. Uh, first week... <laughs> I can't remember. I put the schedule in the previous episode. The point is no episode next week, but then see you at the week after that. All right. Bye, everyone. Love ya.